0: Hey everyone, what's up? Welcome into a a third edition, an episode of Real Sports Talk by Naraj Kalia. It is June 13, 2023. Hope you're all doing well. It has been some time. Uh, Hope you've all been getting by, enjoying some of the weather we've had here and there, although... Been through quite a bit of a, you know, interesting uh, weather with the, all the haze and the rain and sunshine, but we're getting there. We're getting there to the to the official true start of summer. So hope you all been staying fresh, staying energized, and doing things as usual. So in today's episode, I'm going to give my recap and thoughts on the NBA 2022 season and also talk about the nba finals that concluded yesterday night uh, and then i'll get into a couple other things uh, along the way that will cross my mind i'm sure at some point that i want to kind of get into um you know it's going to be obviously it's you know one of those times in sports where a lot going on and you know obviously with the basketball season now ending you know a lot of attention now shifts to just You know, boxing, obviously, a couple of fights on the way, um, and, you know, baseball as well, and a few other things. Also, the NFL heating up, and there's that. So, quite a bit to get into. Um, So, I guess where I'll start things today, in today's episode, uh, before I dive into the NBA uh, full on, uh, a couple of things I want to get into that really are pretty interesting and kind of caught my eye. Um, you know, we will finally get um, you know another highly anticipated uh, boxing fight. Um, you know, I think with Crawford and Spence. Uh, you know, Terence Crawford and um, you know Anthony Spence. I think happening in July in the team of Las Vegas arena. Um, we've had you know already some well-anticipated boxing fights. Uh, no doubt you know, that happened earlier uh, but this one is one that's kind of been talked about a lot uh, um, for, for a couple of years now and we're going to see two of the best fighters probably after Floyd um, and a couple of others uh, that's, you know Pacquiao and Canelo um, you know it should be a really entertaining fight between both of these, both of these uh, uh, champions in their own right um, should be a really great fight and overall I think uh, hopefully they put together a nice, nice effort and a uh, nice you know, presentation in terms of like giving the boxing fans a really good fight. So we do definitely want to see you know, two of the younger fighters, two of the ones that have been part of major, you know, uh, boxing fights, really put on a show. So that'll be fun to get into and, and, and talk about. Um, let's talk about Novak no Djokovic. Uh, Once again, immortalizing himself in the history of of men's men's tennis, um, you know, game. Uh, He captured his 23rd uh, major championship this past Sunday, I believe. Um, in winning the, uh, the French Open, I believe. And Novak Dojovic is someone that, like I said, he really, over the years, has just taken over the game of tennis with his... Um, amazing performance uh, time and time again um, always competing at the highest level you know went through a couple of things with the whole COVID situation um, but when he's on the court his command, his ability to compete, to, to play at the highest level uh, just keeps on showing out more and more and more and he deserves all the accolades and respect because you know he now holds the record in men's championship history with the most major titles and you know, he's just been able to, no matter what seat he is in, in any tournament, he's able to find a way to put together, you know, strong performances, you know, one after the other. And he just took his dominance and his performance once again in this run to the to the French Open where he really dominated and, and, and put forth a great effort. And, you know, he, he's someone that's really special and uh, deserves a lot of appreciation and respect because the longevity the ability to you know stay healthy to compete in a number of tournaments I mean he's just been so durable and so efficient whenever he plays um you know he will be likely going down one of the one of the better and best tennis players to ever played the game you know and he keeps on showing why and why he's great uh, I think that you know he obviously he's a lot more ahead of him certainly the way, way he's going um he could definitely set even more records along the way um, and so but uh it should be fun to see what he does next and to see if he can actually um you know find a way to maybe complete that grand slam um fully. Uh, I, I don't think if he did it already in his career once or not um but he has a chance of being able to do uh, um do even more historic things coming up. Um, you know, in, in in the next months to come. So now uh, I'm gonna get into a little bit about the PGA and the game of golf, and a lot of people are already probably like golf. Well, you know, there was obviously that whole brewing feud that was going on between the PGA Tour and the Live Tour, um, and Live Tour obviously started to get a lot of traction, and it's still getting traction um as we, as we speak um, obviously golf you know there was a number of things that were going on when you we know, golf formed obviously backed by saudi arabia and a, and a highly uh, touted person there um you've seen a lot of things happen right with, with, the, with, the, with the conversations and the overall communication uh, between both parties What was shocking was to see it all come together where PGA Tour and Liv have kind of formed a partnership of some sort, uh, which I I believe in this new partnership. I think both will benefit from um, able to like, you know, obviously market the sport market their individual leagues. I don't think Liv is going away, unfortunately. And I mean, it was definitely a shocking thing to see it kind of announced that they're going to be on the same page, working together. Um, although, what, else, what you know, these, these details of this new partnership are still being finalized. But to me, what it is is that you know, obviously the players who left left the PGA Tour may still get their salary, still get their high high top dollar money. But now the PGA players that were there may get a, a traction of that. So it's all very uh, kind of easy and unclear what it actually means but more so than anything like we've seen the game of golf obviously expand to a number of things over the years right with all the tours with all the players um and the aspect that you know the financial aspect of the sport um, had to change and that's the one thing that came out of all this live go rpg tour stuff because you know the lawsuits with the allegations back and forth I mean, PGA ultimately decided not to engage anymore and try to find a way to broker some peace. And this is somewhat of a, of a peace agreement. Uh, whether it holds or not remains to be seen, but obviously the players are going to be committed um, to try and change the game. Phil Mickelson is someone that obviously took a stand about this a while back, and obviously he was very happy to hear this news. I don't really know what's going to happen honestly the, the dynamic between some of these players from LIV Tour and the PGA Tour player may not be the same now does this mean they both you know can both players can players go to each league and play I don't really know that's something that's really interesting about this because LIV wasn't getting good ratings LIV was in a in, in a uh, somewhat of a interesting situation I mean they could have continued the way they wanted to go um, but they weren't getting those major broadcasting rights or deals or things like that that the PGA Tour was getting. Um, so now the PGA tour is gonna have to be a part of that and like I said, you always saw a lot of tension between golfers and certain sort of reporters and I mean there was a whole lot of things that you know, all the attention did create type of a uh, dramatic change in the PGA tour in itself, but um you just look at these mergers and these details that kind of coming through. I mean, it really came down to obviously the PGA just not wanting to spend that I many resources and money overall and trying to fight something that already has been backed by someone who's great. And like I said, the lift tour thing may, may exist for a while. It may stay around. Um, but I think you still the competition and what we've seen. I think the PGA tour is still the best. Um, you know, players now who, who left for the tour whether they get ramifications or not coming back into the PGA Tour that remains to be seen there should be some some type of type of thing for that but uh, ultimately maybe we'll see a better version of both sides um, you know, a lot less of like news about them fighting each other over like certain things so that might end up being a good thing maybe in the long term so now I want to get into the NBA uh Season wrapping up here, the 2022, 2022 season. The Denver Nuggets uh, captured their first NBA championship um, in team history. Uh, congratulations to the Denver Nuggets and Mike Malone. Uh, the Nuggets were a team that, like I said, they were a team that you would just wonder because they all put it together, right, and, and win it. Um, you know, because we saw over the years there were a team that was ascending you know they were getting close but they weren't right there and somehow some way through a lot of hard work determination um Nuggets made it happen um they had one of the most impressive postseason dominant runs um in a very long time right they, they went from you know just being like so dominant where you know They they beat a number of teams uh, that, you know, were good. uh, And more so, I would say, the Suns and the Lakers, two teams that definitely you thought could be in the mix, right? But the Nuggets were the number one seed in the Western Conference. They were the more more complete team, and their depth and their role players really showed up big time um, in completing this dominant run. You know, they were just absolutely sensational and, and really great When it came down to it, the Nuggets just really believed and had a great group of role players around, Akola Yochik, who was the finals MVP. Jamal Murray, who, I want to start with Jamal Murray, right, a couple of years ago, had a torn ACL, really fought his way, recovered, came back, you know, obviously had to to miss a couple couple of postseasons, but he really battled back from that knee injury and returned to a great form and someone who could shoot, who could do everything. um, And he really... A big part of the Nuggets' success this year, in terms of these playoff games and these moments, that was huge. Um, the beat the Heat in five games. The Miami Heat had an incredible journey to this point. I gotta admit, you know, the Heat were a team that I was not so high on um, in the regular season. I thought that they were a team that, you know, just kind of caught fire at the right time towards the end of the season. Right, they beat the Knicks, and then they ended up. Really uh, showing out and, and getting by Boston, um, and they put forth a great effort. You know Jimmy Butler, Dan Metabayo really showed out, did all they could. But ultimately, the Heat could just never get their their and their depth to be as good as they needed against Denver. Denver just had an answer for their for their athleticism, their have their, their play style. Uh, we saw some really really close games, and this game yesterday was a really a nail-biter towards the end, right? I mean, you saw the Heat really dig in. Kyle Lowry, and former NBA champion, had one of his better games in the series. Uh, you just saw a, a, an effort a level from the Heat all postseason long where they trailed, they had a couple of deficits. Uh, they showed out. Eric Sponsor's coaching came through a lot, but in this series itself, I mean, everything really shifted in Game 3 of the series, right? When the Nuggets were able to play the way they did in that game, in Game 3, um, they really took it all the way through and the like, Game 3 was a game which Nicole Jokic and Mamboi both made history with the both players having um, a triple-double and really putting their team on the back and putting forth the great monster effort. And then in Game 4, it was all about the role players, right? Like Bruce Brown, someone who was acquired, I think, midseason season um, Aaron Gordon had himself a he- heck of a game. Uh, in Game 4. And coming to this Game 5, there was some pressure on Denver. uh, No doubt because they had a chance to clinch their first championship in team history on their home court. And early on, they struggled a little bit. The three-point shot wasn't hitting. Guys were turning the ball over quite a bit. But as the game went along, you saw the Nuggets really dig deep, find shots. Uh, They kind of found their ways around that Miami zone. And yes, Jimmy Butler didn't play well. Um... most of the game. He was hampered by some type of injury, it seemed like, but uh, ultimately, Jimmy Butler did not shoot well enough early on. Um, You know, you saw Adebayo play well, but that was in the first half only. I think Adebayo had like 16, 18 points in the first half. After that, there was just nothing he really could do offensively as well. Uh, I mean, there were some cases where he could shoot, but it wasn't enough, right? You didn't see the role players uh, really make shots. They struggled. I think they were 3-4-16 from the field on the three-point line. So the Heat just missed a lot of shots. Some really good looks. And now they took advantage of that. You saw Yoshi get going a little bit with some shots, right? And then you saw Michael Porter, who had struggled all series long, made some key shots towards the end. And how about, you know, Octavius Caldwell Pope, someone who's been an NBA veteran. Uh, he really hit some important shots as well. Bruce Brown's free throws, uh, it was a battle-tested game. I do think the Heat's shot champ ball also towards the end of this game. When, the one chance they had to kind of, you know, they're down by, I think, three or so. They could have taken a better shot, possibly, in that situation with 24 seconds left on the clock. Uh, but, they didn't kind of come together. So, I mean, it was all-in-all very entertaining series. They went five games, right? I mean, you all kind of, you know, kind of which is a fan. It may have gone a little bit deeper, but the Nuggets defended well. They took the heat out of their comfort zones, and like most of the games in this series, Denver just kind of put together a stretch of effort that you know, was a little better than the Miami's ever. Miami had a lot of opportunities to really make some shots in this in this game. You know, the, the amount of turnovers they called, they could have ended up having a much more better of a uh, you know chance in this game, but. Um, the Nuggets, like I said, they they, they really played well. Mike Malone made a lot of key adjustments overall, and you know the Nuggets just play their style, play their game, and um, they are now NBA champions now. And the Jokic, I think, had one of the most impressive postseason runs in a very long time. As a big man, I think he scored more than more points than anybody uh, in all categories this postseason, and. That's just a testament to his greatness. Somebody who obviously grew up in Serbia, you know, watched a game of basketball um, at an early age. He really came to his own, played so well, passing, the leadership, the ability to just get it done. I mean, hats off to him for what he's been able to accomplish. He's definitely deserved that MVP award, final MVP award. Uh, He was just one one of the best players uh, in this postseason by far. Um, and now he and Jamal Murray, you know, their duo finally has an NBA championship on their, on their belt. And it's great to see overall um, you know, their team that if they keep this roster together, they make a couple of tweaks here and there. Uh, they feel Revy will be back in the spot once again next year. So uh, kudos to them. That's for the Miami Heat. I mean, Jimmy Butler, like I said, Bam Adebayo, they They had an incredible run. They were an eighth seed right? That was never going to be part of the eighth season, you know, making the NBA Finals. The Heat had an incredible journey. They have some injuries, no doubt, that changed their season a little bit around. Um, but the Heat fought, they played well. Uh, I they, they beat Boston, they beat Milwaukee, right? Um, next, obviously. So, the Heat had an impressive run. Had an impressive run, and ultimately, it just came down to them just not having enough. And it's going to be interesting to see now what they do going forward to next season, right? Who are they who are they going to bring back? Who are they going to extend? Um, obviously, they have these nice talented role players on their on their roster. Obviously, the experience of being here will definitely help them. The Heat very well will be back in this, in this picture again next year. Um, there's been a bunch of changes, obviously, with the coaching and a lot of different spots, right? So... Um, it is going to be very interesting to see what ultimately um, does happen, you know, with with these two teams that made it here. Obviously, Denver, like I said, they have a really good roster. They they should be able to keep this one together. They'll be right there in the conversation again next year. Um, but both teams had a hell of a season, and the Nuggets definitely um, they're going to have a huge celebration, uh, no doubt, this week, and they deserve it. And, Especially with all the greatness, that was in the building yesterday with Peyton Manning, Russell Wilson, Sean Payton, and a few other Denver greats. Uh, they're going to definitely have this one for a very long time coming. That's what the NBA in totality. A couple thoughts on this. I mean, it was a really, you know, interesting NBA year overall. There was a lot that went on. Obviously, you saw a lot of surprises, right? The Kings making the playoffs and having a run at it. Obviously, the Warriors, a team that was highly um talked about, you know, pre season wise. I mean, they had a tough season as well. They still performed a uh, a great effort overall in terms of a season. Memphis Grizzlies were you know, a team that had a league season as well. It just a lot of things kinda of came into play. They didn't really finish the deal. Um you know, I think as for like other teams, um in Milwaukee, you know, and, and Boston, definitely two teams that definitely are going to have a lot of questions to answer going forward the next season, especially with the Milwaukee Bucks and a new coach, right? Um, it's going to be interesting to watch what Giannis does next. How he's going to bounce back from having a tough out in, in the first round this past year, uh, and the Celtics, right? The Celtics um, as well. They got a lot of things to figure out. Um, Now seeing like a you know a Denver team win it now after a number of years right and trying to can can the Celtic kind of break through right can they find a way to get back in that spot? be interesting. The Lakers have questions right. How they're gonna build things forward with LeBron Jane, Anthony Davis. I mean LeBron is getting up there to possibly his last few years in the league. So what does the Lakers do ultimately? Uh, The the free agency period will be very interesting. Obviously there'll be a number of guards available. Other players available, so it's gonna be fun. I do think that looking at this NBA season, there are things they're gonna have to address in the offseason, especially the officiating, the reviews, because there were a lot of calls that were made not only this postseason but the regular season that were really questionable at times. Right with the the whole, you know, three point shots or the you know the landing or uh, you know, in terms of like you know when players go go for a shot and kick their leg out for the landing space. Like, there's a lot of things that have to be removed for the officiating overall. Uh, the playing tournament, I think, should remain It's a great idea overall. Um, it will be interesting to see if the NBA does try to adopt some different type of methods for, you know, and civilizing regular season a little bit more overall. Um, but overall, I mean, in seeing what I saw this year or in the highlights, I mean, it's a great season. Overall, you saw some teams really surprise and play well. Other teams obviously didn't do so. But overall, I saw the NBA do a lot of good things in, in terms of just trying to, you know, reinforce certain things about the league itself. In terms of like coaching, we do see some candidates now getting some opportunities to be you know, first-time head coaches. So it'll be fun to see what these teams ultimately do in the free agency period. Uh, but definitely, nice basketball season. Um, and I will admit, yes, I may not have not, wa- may not have watched everything this season, but the playoffs definitely were entertaining. Um, uh, can't wait to see now what happens in the next off in the off season here uh, with, the, with with these teams and what, what what they do next. Because um, as we've seen, any team if they can find a way to put it together, uh, if they can get the right pieces going, if you can find a way to get the right group like, like Nuggets kind of ultimately ended up doing with, you know, getting some veterans and other players around. I mean, you'd be like seeing, uh, you know, a new team it you know, every year. Um, and maybe that trend might may come up. So let's see now because Denver finally kind of did, did that in one way, right? And so now you just hope that you see some more teams start to kind of capture that magic possibly into the next NBA season and get to the NBA Finals because the Heat proved that they could do it when they were doubted, right? And maybe some team next year will be a surprise team in the West and the East. Who knows, those two teams could possibly meet in an unexpected NBA Finals match the way we had it this year with the Nuggets and the Heat.